Hey guys, what's going on? It's Josh, J.C. Alfelto for The Writer's Lens, and this is going to be episode 31, which is titled, When Timing Meets Thickness of Skin. All right, so I, I know that's a bit of a strange title probably, but I promise to unpack this thing as I go through this episode. Uh, but first, I wanted to sort of lean into this uh, concept of thick skin and the timing of our creative projects by just sharing a little bit of my first publication story. So if you've been tuning into my episodes, you know that it, uh, I, I self-published about six years ago now in, in 2012 with a book called Epiphanies, Theories, and Downright Good Thoughts Made While Playing Video Games. And yes, that is that is the whole title. And it was this satirical, uh, humorous take on uh, trying to be a highly uh, intellectual person with deep philosophical thoughts while playing video games. And that was my that was my initial run in publication there, my my first book. But I, I wanted to share a bit of that story to kickstart this episode because whenever I look back on the first book that I published, and I, I self-published it, like I said, I I was so impatient with myself that I was utterly convinced that I had to get this idea out there as soon as humanly possible lest someone came along and, and stole it. And looking back on that, I mean, it was such a, a, a strange anxiety, I think, to have uh, as, a, as a writer because um, not that I was on the internet reading about all these other ideas that end up getting taken or snatched up just because uh, there are sort of contemporary writers out there. Like there were other writers of wizards and witches that were competing with Harry Potter and, and they got thrown under the dirt because because uh, Harry Potter was the most popular wizards and witches story of the time. But there was this really strange fear that I had that I just, you know, I, I had to make my mark as soon as possible. And the only way I could do that is if I, I got this thing out there ASAP. So I worked tirelessly to do that. And whenever you work tirelessly, I want to say tirelessly, to do that, uh, you basically run the risk of getting tunnel vision. And you're not allowing anybody to kind of hold you accountable to what you're doing. And within my tunnel vision, I was so convinced that what I was doing was so good that I didn't let anybody else see it. I mean, this was like my... my pet project, my private project that I was working on. And if you've had something like that before in your own life, then you know how imperative it is for you to have this escape, you know, to have this ability to step away from daily life and go, I'm going to go do that, that passion project now. And I, I want to go work on that. I just, I just need some, some time away from, from life. And this was, this was my escape. This had become my escape, which isn't bad, but with my end goal in mind of sharing it with people that had never met me before. I wasn't even thinking, hey, maybe I should get an editor to look at this or a proofreader or someone who's written a couple books already. No, my mindset was, I got to do this. I know I'm good at this. I know I have a talent for this, a gift, and it's obviously going to shine through because I'm doing it. That literally was what I was thinking, which of course was dumb, but, <laughs> but, uh, that's why I share the story. So I get this thing out as soon as possible. And within days, I want to say weeks of people close to me, family, friends, getting back to me and just immediately giving me that criticism that I was so fearful of hearing, or even, I don't even think I was af afraid of hearing it, was, hey man, great idea and all, but did you realize that you had a couple typos on page six, you know, pretty early on? 
I went, what? Right. And then, you know, then days later, Hey man, I got on chapter three and I'm not so sure if this is actually right or not. Did you like cross reference this with anything and just thought you should check it out. Thanks. And then it was like the hysteria and the paranoia started to set in and I, I couldn't sleep at night because I just went, oh my gosh, I have just effectively ruined my launch into the publication world. I'm through, I'm done. I mean, it was just, it was crippling there for a few weeks thinking, my goodness, I've, I've, I've ruined everything, right? Like I've completely ruined this opportunity that I was given to, to make a splash uh, creatively. But in hindsight, it's strange because I didn't really let myself get too bogged down by it because after that happened, I almost took it as like fuel for the fire to just soldier on and continue to try and finish this thing. So I went ahead and I published my second book, which was Epiphanies, Theories, and Downright Good Thoughts Made While Being Single, which was the unofficial official sequel to the first book because playing a lot of video games would in turn make you single. That was my catch. Again, I'm, I thought that was pretty humorous, but take it for what you will. So, but, uh, but again, I, I went through the process of, of working hard on this and wanting to get it out there and prove to anybody who was interested in my work that, hey, I could learn from my mistakes, no big deal. So this time around, I, I got myself a writer's group, a, a sort of an accountability group here in Cleveland. And uh, in formulating that group, I also hired an editor from my publisher this time. I, I didn't just go it alone and say, hey, distribute this thing. I said, hey, give me a team. I want some people to look at this thing over and let me know what they think. So this was my next step in learning about the timing of things and ultimately also learning to develop some thick skin uh, because when the first round of critiques came back from these editors, from this team of editors that I had hired at this publisher to look my work over, I didn't like what they had to say about my work. I didn't like it at all. And these were people that I was paying to look over my stuff and I literally went back to them and said, no, I'm not changing any of this. I, I'm not going to do it. This is my baby. This is not yours. This is mine. And yet they're on the other end going, well, look, you know, we review manuscripts all the time and this is kind of our thing and this is our job. We really think you should do this with it, do X. And I was saying, no, I'm going to do Y, which is my way. And in a strange way, I, I know it might sound really bad, but this was my first real test, I think, in terms of learning to be disagreeable with other people about my, my vision for what I wanted to do. And because I'd never really developed that skill set before. And I'd always had a very kind of thin skin, uh, which is where I'm going with this episode, of if someone gave me a critique on something, it had the ability to make or break me whenever I would I would do something creatively. Like if I wrote like a an essay uh, back in high school or college, usually it was pretty top-notch. I mean, if I gave a little bit of effort to it, I was that guy that crammed an essay out in a in a in one night. I handed it in, I usually get like an A minus, B plus back, and I was done. So I was never very fearful of getting a very hard uh, read from somebody that said, look, Josh, your work is not that good. I didn't fear that so much. But when it finally came time for someone who was getting paid to do this, to look back at me and go, look, this isn't exactly the greatest thing since sliced bread. You need to really reconsider going back and changing some things. I took it pretty personally. But after I took it personally, I realized that, yeah, I can listen to these people. 
Yes, I can take their their advice and their critique, but I don't have to follow all of it. And I and and honestly, I do need to to accept some of it because if I do want to grow, I have to be able to take some of those punches. I have to be able to take some of that critique and not be so thin-skinned. So, this disagreeableness of learning to a stand up for what my vision was and what I was trying to do and just also learning that I could say no to certain things was a big step for me as a creative person. It was a real big step for me because it turned me from being someone who was a yes man, who was like, yes, 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 just just, just do it. Yes, 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 I just want to get it out. Yes, 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 I, I just want to make sure that, uh, that, that this gets on the shelves next week. Can you make this happen as soon as possible? Come on, let's get going here. I got this great idea. I got to get it out there. But now it was really forcing me to go, okay, I've learned from my experiences I can't just rush this thing out there. I have to learn some patience. I have to figure out if this is the right time for me to get this book out there. So that was really good and that was great. But that wasn't the end of it, of course. I mean, that wasn't the end of the story. In fact, after I finished my second book, I again got some feedback from people which just said, hey man, another you know pretty good book, pretty decent idea. Actually, I kind of liked your first one a little bit better. This one seemed a little bit wordy. And yada, 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 not real sure if I, if I like this one as much, uh, you know, when's the next one coming out? What are you doing with that? And again, I had to kind of go back to my den and retreat to my, uh, my sort of safe haven, my fortress of solitude and consider, do I want to keep doing this? But even more so, the question I was asking was, am I supposed to be doing this? And I don't mean supposed to as in, am I supposed to be writing books? But more so, is this really who I am as a person? Is this really what my message is creatively, artistically? Is this actually what my message is supposed to be? And it, again, I, you know, I've shared this a few times before, but again, it just bears repeating. I really didn't know what I was meant to do with my writing. You know, I, I just knew that I enjoyed it. I knew that I had an interest with it. I knew that it was a good escape for me. It was therapeutic. And it was also something that, that just piqued my interest enough that I wanted to see if I could do something with it. And the first two books that I did, honestly, they were just about trying to make money. I mean, I was just trying to make some cash. <laughs> I was trying to make some cash on the side because I figured I was good enough at it. People would buy it. They think it was cool. They think it was funny. Hey, that's all good for me. Boosts my ego boosts my ego and I think that was the the real turning point for me creatively that if this was all going to be about me and my timing and what I wanted then creatively what I was doing was ultimately going to fail so again it was like here we are Josh at the crossroads what are we going to do about this you love writing you have a real interest for it you have a real passion for this what am I going to do and it really took me taking a step back from writing this book series that I was trying to do initially and just saying, is this what I'm meant for? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing as a writer and as a creative? And literally tapping into asking God, like, what do you want me to do became such an important question because it started to answer a lot of questions for me as to what it is that actually was naturally coming out of me. And yes, there was this person who desired to be witty and humorous, but there was also this philosophical, this, this sort of intellectual or science fiction bent that had always intrigued me 
that I always wanted to write about and I always wanted to do. And when I, I kind of clicked on this and I thought to myself, this is actually what I should be doing. You know, like this, this whole facade that I was trying to play off in the beginning was really just trying to catch a cultural wave perhaps or what was trendy or what, or what could make me a couple quick bucks. So I, I totally detached myself from this, this concept of having to write these, these humorous nonfiction books and shifted all of my focus onto writing science fiction and just fiction in general because that's, that's where my real interest was. That was where I was willing to take the time to work on a good idea. And this is where I, I want to wrap this up because now I was really prepared to give myself to what was my best idea. Not just a good idea, my best idea. And this is where, as someone such as myself who had such a hard time taking critique and, and, and not knowing what to do with it, when you're tackling your best idea and you're giving it over to somebody, you're going to be willing to defend it, but you're also going to be willing to say, okay, I want this to be the best, so what is it that maybe I'm missing? Or maybe what is it that I need to improve upon to not only make this, in my mind, the best idea, but for everybody else that ends up reading it. So with the timing there and with you know building up that thickness of skin, I'm able to take my best idea and the things that I really want to write about and go forward with them. And that's ultimately what led me to write The Road to Mars among some of the other short stories that I was doing during that, that transition time where I was, I was moving from this nonfiction platform into a, into a fiction writer's platform. So hopefully that brings everything full circle in this episode. And, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this rendition where I, I promise that the title would eventually make sense by the end. So I, I'm, I'm going to take it on good faith that uh, if you stuck around for this whole thing, then you, then you were able to, to see how I connected the dots there at the end. At least I think so anyway. So, <laughs> but anyway, guys, I really appreciate you checking in here on uh, this podcast, the writer's lens. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. So um, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you know somebody that is just working through some creative projects or endeavors, uh, would love to connect with them uh, with whatever they're doing. If they got a platform or they're working on something, uh, my email should be on my podcast site, which is on Podbean. But other than that, I will catch up with you guys again uh, shortly. This is Josh J.C. Alfelto for The Writer's Lens.